Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help their fellow Hey, welcome to Blog Talk Radio, The Catch with John Fisher. This is the co-host, the producer, uh, Gunnar Simonson. Tonight's going to be an incredible night, isn't it, John? This is, uh, this is amazing, and we have, uh, actually, we have Gunnar to thank for this relationship because uh, his wife has been, and daughter, have been involved in an organization in uh, Africa, called uh, Africa New Life, and it's through that association that they have gotten to know our guest today and an amazing story about him. We can't wait to get him on and uh, talk to him about it. This is one of Enric's songs. We thought it would be a great way to introduce him with uh, a couple minutes from from one of his songs. Uh, what's the title of this, Gunner? It's uh, called Stay Here, and it's about a two-minute clip, and then we're going to bring Enric in. How's that sound? Beautiful. Let's do it. Would you stay here one more night? I beg you do not abandon me. Show me the same face. Light the candle in me in the same voice. Stay here, everyone. Same time, and um, 
kind of in a process of, you know, finishing up college so I can, uh, you know, start kind of playing more music and uh, start something uh, new with my music and stuff, yeah. Where uh, where did you record that song, Henry? Uh, I recorded that song uh, uh, in Vancouver, Washington. There was a studio there called Downbeat. That's where okay. I recorded that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Have you done most of your recording in the States, or have you done it uh, in in Rwanda, or a little bit of both? Yeah, a little bit of both. I've done some stuff in Rwanda, and but uh, uh, most of the CDs uh, I have now, I did them here in the mm-hmm. States. But, yeah. Henrik, are people in Rwanda uh, very familiar with your your music? Are you a big star there, or what? <laughs> yeah, people in Rwanda know people in Rwanda know my music. Actually, one of my songs was um, on the radios there and was like uh, in top three for about like three months on the radio radios wow. and stuff. So people uh, people definitely know who I am um, uh, musically. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Congratulations. That's yeah. that's great. Now, Thank I, I you. Imagine- yeah. I imagine the concert I mean, concert touring is probably a little bit different there than it is here. Is that right? Or is yeah, it still the it's same? Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> different. Yeah, um, yeah. About uh, three years ago, we, um, you know, uh, um, there was a festival there, and uh, I was the headliner for that festival with about um, um, seventy thousand. Um, people, so wow. it was very uh, energetic and, and fun. So, um, wow. so yeah, playing there is totally different from you know here. But uh, I'm just kind of uh, trying to get education in first, and then um, and then after that, then I will I will what I can do as far as the music goes and stuff. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. What are you yeah. studying? What are you studying in school? Uh, I'm studying a business administration and a minor in pre-law. In pre-law, wow. Yeah, you're a smart so, guy. <laughs> That's great. I don't know about how smart I am, but I just <laughs> I like to study. I think that's why I went back to uh-huh. school because, um, you know, uh, when I was younger, I, I missed a lot of years of not going to to school, so. Uh, but I always loved to learn and, and study stuff, so I, I enjoy it. I enjoy being in school. Great, great. So how yeah. how long have you been uh, here in America? Well, I went to high school uh, in America as well, so in um, college. So it's going to be, since I first came, it's going to be about eight years now. So Okay. But have I've you been had... going back and forth in Rwanda, like going yeah. there and then come back, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. Well, Enrique, you have you know uh, you have an amazing story, and I, I think we we we're all a little bit familiar with it. Um, just some mm-hmm. of the basic highlights, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I just can't I cannot fathom uh, uh, being on the street uh, mm-hmm. after you've lost your parents at six years old. Uh, mm-hmm. For six years, uh, I just how does that happen? How does how does somebody survive at that age? How, did you do you have were there older kids taking care of you, or were you guys just all on your own? Uh, what was that like? Um, yeah, I was all on my own. Um, so basically, um, you know, when I entered the streets, it was. Um, uh, a time when the country has been uh, um, uh, kind of uh, broken, like there wasn't so much going on in the country. It was right after the genocide. There was still, um, you know, dead people everywhere, and still um, there was still no um, food for even people who lived in homes very much because everything was... Um, after the war, everything was really hard for people. So, uh, so it was it was really challenging to be on the streets. So, 
uh, around that age, you know, six years old, seven years old, eight years old, nine years old, all that time, and the country mm-hmm. wasn't, the country wasn't really, the security wasn't uh, uh, a big thing during that time because it was right after the war. So, um, mm-hmm. so it was it was scary. Um, you know, just slept in the streets and you know and um, tried to. Um, find the ways to get the food. I did different type of jobs on the street. So um, uh, one of the few jobs I did was to um, see people walking on the street, and then I would ask them if I could. If they are, like, carrying a luggage or something, I would ask them if I could help them carrying what they, what they have. And then, and then once we reached where they are going, then they could give me mm-hmm. some coins to buy some food mm-hmm. and also i i played marbles shooting <laughs> marbles and uh it was kind of a street game where me and my friends kind of bet money to do that so it was more like uh <laughs> gambling for food so um so we played <laughs> got, marbles pretty, all day long <laughs> you got pretty good at marbles huh <laughs> yeah, I yeah I got really really good on marbles, shooting marbles, so it was fun, and then I could make money to get some food and and hmm. then watch movies. <laughs> Just watch I movies. Was, <laughs> where where would you stay? Where would you sleep? Uh, outside. Just out, outside. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, outside. Yeah. Is the weather usually pretty nice? Does it that not get cold in Rwanda like it does here? Well, I don't think it gets like cold to freezing, but it gets cold during the um, mm-hmm. rainy season. You know, the hardest part was, was yeah. uh, the rainy season when it was raining, because you know, and it rains really heavy and uh, in, in Rwanda, so that was the toughest wow. time. But um, um, you know, we didn't have any other option, so. Wow. Yeah. And was there? Was there a fear that, um, you know, of rep- retribution against the genocide from, from the other side? You know, just like there's there's always going to be, uh, you know, revenge back and forth. Was there a mm-hmm. fear that, that that could happen again? I think when I was a kid, I didn't really um, think about that very much. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think about those uh, political things that other people would come because, first of all, I didn't even understand why the whole thing happened in the first place. I so, can't imagine. You know, mm-hmm. um, all that I was worried about was, you know, food and uh, mm. my own safety. And also, you know, I um, missed my parents a lot, especially my mother, because we were so close. So, um so it was it was more like um, a survival time for me rather than uh, worrying about other things. Oh, I can't yeah. I can't imagine that. And Rick, did you did you witness your parents uh, killed, or uh, did they just disappear, or what happened? Yes, uh, I I witnessed my my mother and, um, uh, because. Um, because she, you know, she was beaten up, um, you know, by this group of guys and stuff. So, but, um, mm. um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> sorry. I, was, I can't I believe it. I, alone, yeah. Uh, and you're left alone. And, uh, I just, I, I can't fathom that. Uh, Mm, yeah. Well, it's uh, amazing that you have done what you have done, and and uh, in terms of, uh, of of your life. So you spent six years on the street. Uh, you lost your parents. What what is the next big chapter in your life? There. Um, what what you? I think up until twelve, you were on the street. What happened? What happened then to change things? 
Well, I um, when I was on the street, there was uh, a businesswoman from Portland and uh, Portland, Oregon, where I where yeah. I am now, and she came uh, in Rwanda and um, you know taking care of some of her business, and she um, saw me with the other kids, and um, and then she kept looking at me and was. You know, I was like, I was wondering why a white lady, a white woman was looking at me. It felt like, <laughs> and then she kept looking at me, and then she found uh, a translator, and then she said that she feels like God is telling her that uh, that he, that she should help me. Wow. And I was like, okay, good, because you know, it was my first time talking to a white person, and. I thought all oh, the white people are super rich, so <laughs> so I thought I was gonna be a millionaire. <laughs> I thought she was give, she was gonna give me a lot of money. So uh, and um, and then since then she um, started helping me. Her family they started um, supporting me uh, to go back to school. And, wow. Um, so that that was kind of a turning point of everything and. Uh, and she also bought me a guitar, my first guitar and stuff, and and so that's kind of how things start turning around. Did uh, wow, that's now. Did you also have? Did they provide you with a place to live at that time, Eric? Hey, yeah, uh, no, no, right away, but yeah, but after uh, after a while, um, then they uh, started uh, paying some people so I can live with them and stuff. So. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah. started living with a family. And yeah, then yeah. Uh, and then then you went back to school. I was thinking, you know, how on earth you're in college now, so you got yourself an education. Well, did that mostly happen uh during that time after you were 12, huh? Yeah, after that, then I started getting help and and then I went back to school uh back in Rwanda and I went to middle school in Rwanda. And so I ended up going to high school here. Yeah, and okay. I'm in college. Yeah, yeah. And then, then something wonderful happened uh, with one of your songs. Tell tell us about that. Um. Well, this was like uh, back when I was uh, um, in Rwanda, and there was this. Uh, uh, singing and song like a singer songwriters competition, so it was uh, uh-huh. kind of a national wide thing, and everyone you know uh, the whole country everyone tried out and and so um and i had been um i had received my guitar uh, for like let's say for like um a year or so and then um so I wrote this song, um, and I started start competing um, uh, with everyone else, and and so it was it was you know it was the whole season of the competition, and um, so then I end up getting to the uh, top twelve people in the country, and wow, um, and so then I went to compete for the national for the national um, the national level, and then and then I end up winning, so. Then <laughs> um, after that, um, you know, it was really a breakthrough for me and, um, to be known. Oh. Um, and this was like uh, about, you know, about probably three years after I got off the street. And um, actually that's when a lot of people uh, from my village where I grew up, they thought, uh, they thought I was dead for a long time. So... Wow, that's the first time they heard of me because I was on TV and you know and, <laughs> and magazines and stuff like that. So, um, so uh, wow, yeah. Um, so you were what were you then? You were sixteen, seventeen, something like that. How old were you? Yeah, I was like uh, I was around like yeah, I was sixteen. Yeah, yeah, 16, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And so, and and what? What was the uh, what was that song about? I wrote a song. I, I wrote a song about love and AIDS. 
Love and what was that? AIDS. AIDS? Oh. Yeah, like the disease. Yeah, because I tried yeah. to write something that okay. it was kind of a big issue um, during yeah. that time. That way, um, you know, it kind of, kind of uh, uh, speak to people and stuff because I tend to uh, always tend to write stuff that have a message in some ways for the yeah. society and community and stuff like that. So it was uh, it was was kind of really you know kind of poppy, catchy, but you know has kind of a deeper um, um, message for for the country and stuff. So yeah. Well, that's great. Now, have have you yeah. recorded that song yet? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I I did back in the day, but unfortunately, I don't um, you know have now. Um, Mhm. I think I have some copy somewhere, but I don't have it with me now. So yeah. Okay. So all of this competition was just you and your guitar, right? Is that mm-hmm. it? No, no band or no recording or nothing slick or anything no, like that. No, it was just me and my guitar and uh, the whole season. And you know, you know, no one really knew of me or about me or anything like that. It's just like. I, wow. I had so much confidence because, I mean, I didn't have anything to lose because, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't think anything could be worse, you know. So I was like, yeah, I'm oh. going to go try it. If people don't like me, that's cool, you know. <laughs> and also, I start, I, you know, I started making money as I continued to win because you start getting paid once you uh-huh. get to a district level. Uh-huh. Uh, which is more like a, a, county, a county level. Then he started getting paid, and then he compete to get to the state level. And then I, I got the state level, and then also won money. And, you know, uh, by the time I was on a state level, I had gotten money that I never dreamed that I could ever have, like, uh, you know, in Rwanda. Wow. Well, wow. um, I mean, it's not, like, very much money, like, now compared to the mm-hmm. you know, U.S. money or anything like that. But, sure. Um, but they, you know, on the street, I used to make about uh, twenty-five cents U.S. dollars a day, you know. Mm-hmm. And and when I mean like twenty-five cents a day, I would feel so rich, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> by the time I got to the province, which the state level, I had been, uh, you know, made like I had made about, uh, you know, closer to a thousand dollars. Wow. During the um, competition. So I was like, okay, what am I going to use this money for, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, and then then when I got to the Nationals, then it was, you know, I was like, like, it doesn't matter if I win or not. I'm I'm rich. I'm I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So... So uh, you won the competition. You, uh, you then you came to the states, right? And is that through the through the? Does that have anything to do with the the woman you met at the beginning? Yeah, uh, she actually mm-hmm. helped. Um, so once I started singing in Rwanda, there was this organization that we started. Uh, I I formed a small uh, a boys band. Kind of okay. called Hindurua. We were four guys. And then we um, started touring uh, around in, in the West, touring, uh, raising awareness for uh, street kids and other orphans and stuff. Uh-oh. So that's how I end up coming to America. Henrik? And then the late, what? Henrik, hold on one second. Gunnar, are okay. you hearing that? Gunnar, are you What's with that? us? Yes, I'm. Are here. you hearing? Are you hearing? I'm hearing some kind of screeching, really loud screaming going on. Huh. You're not hearing that? No. Oh, well, as long <laughs> as as long as it's not everybody, then I can live with it. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hi, I Henrik. just need to find out. Okay. Hey, what's up, G? Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I I, I was uh, afraid that uh, all of our listeners were hearing what I was hearing. So um, go ahead. Uh, you were talking uh, about coming to America. 
Yeah, um, so then the lady who helped me um, get off the street, she started managing us. She actually helped, helped us also come to America and do this tour. And um, so so um, <coughs> we toured, uh, sorry, I have, <coughs> I have some kind of a cold. Uh, we toured uh, for, excuse me, <laughs> we toured like three times singing and stuff. I wrote all the songs and we made some CDs and uh, um, singing, sharing our stories and encouraging people to <coughs> to sponsor other, other children. And uh, and so that's kind of how I got, I came here. And then after those tours were done, uh, then, then I came here to go to high school. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. When you... Eric, when you when you sing uh, for people, especially let's let's say you're singing one of those concerts in America, mm-hmm. what what are you what are you trying to get across to those people? What would be the message you would want to get across to them? Well, usually my message is more really encouraging people to um, uh, participate in. Uh, um, you know, um, helping others or in uh, um, mm-hmm. changing other people's, uh, um, you know, uh, situations and stuff. So um, I guess because I have witnessed uh, different angles of life and, and you know, and, um, and so um, my music, all these things I usually talk about is mostly kind of, to encourage people to live, I guess, uh, to live for others and mm-hmm. uh, and also, you know, be aware of what's happening around the world and and, and participate in uh, redeeming different people's uh, human experiences that, wow. are, um, that, you know, because I believe we are all called to uh, participate you know, in our life, in our lives, or in our life mm-hmm. process. So, um, um, because I wouldn't be who I am right now if it wasn't a lot of people who have uh, invested so much, um, so much time, and so much money, mm-hmm. so much, um, so much uh, mm-hmm. um, words and love and all those things. It's like I didn't, I didn't make myself to be who I am now. Uh, there is no other way that I could be who I am now if it wasn't really a lot of people who have uh, mm. invested in me. And so and so, I kind of want to live that life as well where I invest in other people in different ways, whether it's being in a relationship or, you know, helping them financially or spiritually, all those things. So... And so I believe that um, mm-hmm. you know, we can all, you know, change each other in some ways or, you know, mm. help each other in some ways. So. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I know. It's, oh. Yeah. You know, and you talk about redeeming. I mean, your whole life has been a process of, of redeeming in a probably a most uh, impossible situation. Um, mm-hmm. what, 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 do you, what do you say to people who um, I'm sure there are people who ask you, you know, uh, the, the the big question, the big God question is how how could mm-hmm. if God is love, you know, how could He allow such an awful thing to happen? Mm-hmm. How could He allow people to be so full of hate and and that they would uh, commit atrocities like this? Mm-hmm. Do you have any answer for that, Enric? Yeah, I get that question a lot, and I. Um, Try to. I try to see God. Um, I try to see God or relate to God beyond um, beyond the uh, the life that we have mm. now. Like like beyond. Um, I don't have to say that, but I'm I just like when 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 I came to God, like I I didn't like religion, you know, and when I lived on the street, and I have went we were far away from anything uh, mm-hmm. uh, Christian or anything like that because I didn't uh, I didn't witness 
any positive thing at all in the genocide about Christianity or any religion thing. Hmm. And so yeah. um, I was very, um, I was very uh, opposed to anything spiritual. In fact, when I saw people carrying a Bible or anything like that, it pretty much uh, almost gave me actually more pain than if a person didn't carry a Bible at all, you know. Mm. And mm. Um, but when I came to know God or to pursue the um, uh, the subject of of God, um, then then I start pursuing the knowledge of really who God is and how God relates to people and stuff like that. And so, mm-hmm. um, and so my view of God is that God can really uh, relate to us or in our daily life. But also, I try to not make God as a member of uh, of the universe or a member of of our life because God created our lives, and um, and I try to see God as someone who transcends our lives and. And with that said, I think that the life itself contains the evil in it, and mm. and, and evil is part of this life as, as long as mm-hmm. I guess we exist. So, um, so I just think that God can. Um, I think God um, lets people experience different all the angles of life, and and. Um, and like um, I just said, that includes, uh, you know, birth and includes death, includes mm-hmm. uh, celebration and includes sadness. And mm-hmm. uh, and either of those situations do not really uh, uh, diminish or add anything to who God is, you know. But, wow. And, um, and um, however, I know that he is here to redeem us and and he redeems he redeems our spirits and he redeems our um mm. life situations too from the evil and that's why I believe that we are all called mm-hmm. to participate in that process of redeeming each other's human experiences. Um mm. and so um and so I try to not really blame God because I know some people uh, that I grew up with, or I went went in the genocide with, who have completely shut the doors of, mm-hmm. of the subject of God, or they don't want to hear anything about God, you know. But and you see that every day when people, a person gets promoted uh, on a job, and then and then it comes say like, oh, you know, look what God has done for me, and which is good. But also you meet another person who has lost his job. And then they say, oh, where is God in my life, you know? So mm. it's like two people in the same day using God, uh, mm. God's name uh, for their own benefits or for their own needs or for their mm. own desires, you know? Um, and um, and I don't think um, that's the way of worshiping God. I think we should simply worship God uh, for who he is as a creator and mm. also and also worship him as our redeemer and as 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 um as someone mm. who is always looking towards redeeming us in all our situations and stuff. Wow. Henrik Henrik you uh, I can say you have touched me for sure. Uh just <laughs> thinking about your life and and uh everything you've experienced and to be able to say what you just told us. Um, I just hope there's a lot of people listening to this right now. That's a fantastic, fantastic message. So, oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, what? So, what's in the future? I I understand there might be a, a lady in the future. Is that true? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I just uh, we just got engaged actually recently. Uh, I was actually in California, so we got engaged in Malibu. Yeah, we got engaged at Malibu Beach. There was nice, and um, yeah, she she's a cool lady. (laughs) Did you did you meet in college? Where did you meet her? Yeah, we met at 
winner of college. Actually, my uh-huh. first my freshman year, I was just hanging uh, out, and I saw this this lady. I was like, "Oh, this lady looks different," you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then since uh, we start becoming friends, so we became friends. We are just close friends for about a year, a year and a half, and then after that, we. Uh, we started dating, and now we're gonna get married in August. So, um, oh, congratulations! That's wonderful. Thank you. Wonderful. When thank do you, you. now? Is, will you be graduating this year, or uh, is that? So I actually graduated in uh, May 2015, next year. So. Okay. So I have another okay. year. So you, yeah, I'm gonna be a married uh, student. <laughs> you'll be a married student. Yeah. Okay, and. And uh, and then what after that? What what do you think? Uh, have you got at least, you know, I know you don't have your life mapped out, but you probably yeah. have some some things you'd like to do, some goals or 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 or, or uh, something you'd like to see happen. What do you what are you thinking about the future? Um, I'm uh, well. I'm trying. I'm kind of in the process of uh, rebranding myself as, as an artist. So kind of a start, start uh, kind of a brand new uh, brand uh, music music name and music music style and stuff like that. So I'm in the process right now of kind of building that, and also uh, I want to own my uh, own company. So I'm uh, also kind of writing a business plan for. Um, um, a brand that I just want to start with uh, fashion and entertainment, and so I kind of kind of make stuff through that company, and also I can uh, manage and finance and uh, artists, including me, so I can uh, also uh, manage myself through that company and stuff. So I think wow. that's kind of what I'm planning to do as soon as I graduate. Is kind of start from. Uh, uh, a small level where I kind of organize mm-hmm. myself, um, where I can make some merchandise and, um, you know, and then, and then, um, to a higher level and then, uh, and also manage, uh, musicians and stuff. Um, Fantastic. that's, that's kind of where I want to start. And, uh, I still exactly don't, you know, know, um, the whole picture of it, how it's going to work because, uh, Mm-hmm. You need some uh, uh, investment in it and stuff, or but um, I'm looking forward to, you know, finding uh, you know help from different people who have you know experience in that and and see how how it can work. So, oh, that's fantastic. Well, Henrik, yeah. the world is waiting for your music, my friend. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I, thank I'm going to look forward to. Uh, I'm, I'm going to look forward to it I'm, and uh, forward to hearing, you know, hearing more of it. Uh, Gunnar, you, uh, Gunnar, you've known Henrik for uh, quite some time. Um, as, as, uh, you're sitting back there um, probably biting your tongue because you'd love to say some things or ask some things. Um, we've just got a few more, few more minutes left. Do you have anything you want to uh, chime in here with? Yeah, absolutely. Uh Enric, how are, how are you, man? Good. I'm good. How are you? Doing, you doing good, Enric? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks so much for being with us, man. I got to just I just want to say how proud I am of um and uh how honored I have been to be in your life and to uh, watch what, what God has done in your life and your story and and uh you know you know, um, you know, and you talked about what you want to convey to people with your with your songs. Um, you know, you've got an amazing story, and you're wanting to 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 really refocus and focus your brand and, and, and who you are. What's what? Tell us a little bit about the street love thing you have going on. Uh, well, the street love, it's more like. Uh, um, you know, one-to-one type of uh, business, kind of Tom, kind of how Tom's Shoes does um, their marketing. So it's kind of uh, 
Uh, I have shirts. I just started with shirts where I sell stuff, and then I um, donate 50% of the profit to um, help uh, kids uh, who need food, especially kids who are surviving some kind of disasters mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. great. So that's, that's, yeah. uh, so that's the street love. Say that again. Oh, that's that's what the street love is, and and we yeah, can you go to Enri yeah. go to your website. Yes, yeah, it's in my website. Yeah, we. He's a. Is that a video gunner? Street love. Yeah. It's a video, isn't it? Yeah, I also have a song called uh, Street Love. Actually, the mm -hmm. idea of starting Street Love came after I wrote the song. Then I was like, okay, uh, I think I should start kind of uh, some kind of a campaign or a brand and then name it Street Love so that it could be my way of, uh, you know, supporting, um, uh, helping other kids and stuff and also be able to make some money as well. You know, Enric, it's amazing. Uh, you know, you think about your childhood was on the street and and uh you know in in a place where there is great political and social upheaval it's it's understandable that uh, and 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 you know so many of the adults killed that there would be all these kids with no place to go all of the yeah. streets but but you know uh here in America we've got a lot of kids on the streets don't we i i bet you've discovered that too we we have <laughs> our own kids on the streets yeah, and, and yeah, you know, some of them, some of them are from really good homes too. Um, they, they're just, you know, there's problems or there's abuse or who knows what's going on, and uh, they end up on the street. You know, I I, uh, I have some good friends. Uh, speaking of Denver Broncos, I got a really good friend who, who does nothing but minister to kids on the street in Denver. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm. you don't have to go you to Africa to find street kids, do you? No, uh, I've seen some here. Actually, I have kind of uh, volunteered multiple times to play some music uh, for their feeding programs, like when uh -huh. they're having dinner, and I can just play them music and stuff, and also um, trying to give some speech to encourage them to, you know, see if they can turn their lives around and stuff. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, it's fantastic. But, uh, yeah. Well, Enric, um, I think our time's about up here. Um, I, I can't thank you enough. Uh, I, I, I would, I would love to know if, if there's just, uh, maybe, maybe, Anything else that you would like to say to our audience uh, in terms of, you know, we're, we've got most of our people are people who love Jesus mm -hmm. and they want to, they want to make a difference in their life, in the world. Yeah. Um, they, uh, you know, are, are seeking to find out how better to do that and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, how to, how to bring the gospel into yeah. into into the marketplace. That's really what we yeah. like to talk about. So, uh, I don't know, you have any last words along those lines to encourage us? Um, you know, just you know, just keep uh, doing it. You can, you know, um, change one person, and that that one person can impact the rest of the world. You know, and hmm. I would also kind of encourage to. Continue to seek the relationship uh, between the helper and the one the person being helped, because I think uh, having a relationship with a person, whether it's a poor person or a kid on the street, it's way way more important than just uh, um, giving them the money or just sending mm. them support in another country where you never don't know them. Because I know that we, I believe in a relationship, and I believe in relationships heals a person and changes a person more than any money you can give them. So uh, I would say that people should uh, strive more of um, changing one person um, at one time and try to really develop that personal relationship with them because that, that's when they get encouraged, that's when they feel loved, that's where they 
get inspired to make a difference in their lives and stuff. So, um, a relationship, uh, it's, it's a big thing, yeah. Wow. Enric, fantastic, fantastic way to go out here. Um, thank you so much for being with us, and you've been such an encouragement. And I, I just thank God for you and uh, that, that, he, that he found you on the street and brought you to us. Thank you. I appreciate Thank you so much for having me on your interview. <laughs> yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you for, for gracing us in. And uh, uh, and good luck in your uh, your next year and 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 your marriage, and uh, I plan on seeing you sometime, um, you know, on on the screen with your with your music. Awesome. <laughs> <That'd be laughs> fun. Yeah. I'll say I knew that guy. We knew that guy. We had we had him on Blog Talk Radio. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. God yeah, I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. Dr. Konda. Okay. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Bye. That's great. Wow. Did you hear that, Garner? Yeah. My relationship can heal a person more than any money you could give. What? A, well, that yeah. was worth a whole hour. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's... Uh, um, you know, uh, Enric's uh, just a, a special, special friend, and uh, Rwanda is a is a beautiful country. You know, and and as you know, my mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. my wife and daughter are are my wife and daughter are very active over there, and and it's because of uh, the relationship with Enric and um, and mm-hmm. others, and that they've uh, been able to go there now several times, and and uh, and answer the invitation that, that God has to go and love on people and because uh, people matter and um mm. and so it's a beautiful beautiful uh thing a beautiful country african new life's amazing work uh enric is, mm-hmm. is definitely one. Go to his website enricsifa.com go to itunes download his music at enric Sifa or enric Sifa music on facebook and and um and support this guy he is um he's a special special person and i love him dearly uh, well, I can see why. I can, I can certainly see why, and uh, he certainly blessed us today. Uh-huh. Well, um, we just got a, a couple more minutes, Gunner. What's what's down the road? I think we've got uh, Frank Schaefer next week, huh? Wow, that should be, I mean... be fun. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, beginning of we've got Leonard. Uh, we've got a couple other really special folks that we're waiting to uh, to. Con- up for uh, the the remainder of Febu- February, but uh, mm-hmm. season two of uh, the the Blog Talk Radio, the catch is is certainly uh, lining up to give season run a run for its money. I'll tell you uh, tonight, uh, <laughs> especially with Enric. And again, these shows are all you know, John. These shows are all on demand. They're available. Go back and listen to and right. share um, with your friends and family. You know, we're on Facebook um, and the. What are you writing about here uh, the remainder of the week? What are you what are you what are you feeling? Like? I'm sure tonight probably impacted you. Well, I think I've got something uh going out of this tonight for sure. And uh and and we we've, we've had an interesting week with um with with uh, the comment section of of the catch and um uh you know some some a little bit push and pull and uh, People, someone got offended, and and you know it, it's been a learning process and a really good process because we've we've all gotten you know there's been misunderstanding and all that kind of stuff. So I, I I'm just kind of watching all this happen, and uh, I got a great uh, uh, email from from one of our one of our readers today who said this is she said she just said i can't heard this twice today this is why i love the catch because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just has all this stuff you know yeah it, it, it is all the way we are and yeah. uh and we're working it through you know and uh that's what that's what we're doing so i, I think probably before the week is out I, I i might try to put put some of the things we may have learned um uh, you know, together, although you can't wrap it up neatly in a bow, but yeah. I'd like to make well, some more points. You know, that's well, I'll tell you what, we're going back to what you talked about last week too on labels. I mean, that was, uh, 
Yeah. I push buttons, you know, because we do. We try to put people in boxes and labels, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. That and that's that's what that's what started it all. So, um, uh, but it's been a good, I think, a really good experience um, for all of us, myself included, um, because I, you know, I I just want everybody to like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, we get down to what Enric just said about relationships, right? And um, yeah, you know, and uh, and God is love, and so um, you know, we walk together, and so. Um, we'll see how this plays out. So you want to go to catch John fish, uh, uh, at the dot com and get in that conversation and be watching the daily catches to see how this plays out over the next week. It's going to be awesome to, to see what, uh, what God does, especially on the heels of, of such a powerful night here on blog talk radio. Yeah, this was great. This was great. And, so with, um, just, a, yeah, I was going to say with Frank Schaefer coming up next week, um, you know, we're going to go out tonight on uh, a little bit more of Enric's song, Stay Here. But oh, uh, do you have any closing uh, closing thoughts here as we uh, wind it down? Well, I, I just think, uh, you know, I just see God as being so amazing. And uh, I, I just see him reaching into the darkest of nights and a cold, rainy street and mud and, and a kid you know, who is uh, not have a clue what's going on uh, in the world and, and, uh, and, and to pull him through the next six years and, and uh, put a guitar in his hand and put music in his heart and, and change his heart to, to the kind of person that we heard tonight. And, uh, and then to put him in front of presidents, he's in, right. Even the president of Rwanda. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and and to put him in front of who knows where he's going to be and, you know, after this. So uh, yeah. I just think God God is just so cool. I just yeah. think that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. Share the episode with everyone. We'll see you next week with uh, Frank Schaefer. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> I beg you do not abandon me, show me the same face, light the candle, let me in the same place.